Hi everybody, welcome to Agency Unfiltered. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners from around the world about agency operations, growth, and scale. Episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, and you can find our videos in full transcripts on agencyunfiltered.com. Jonathan Franchell, CEO and founder of Iron Paper, joins us to walk us through his team's approach for building out their roster of senior leadership positions. He shares his process for assessing the need for various director-level roles, how he balances internal versus external candidates, and when he knew it was finally time to add folks that don't necessarily correlate to billable hours. This is Agency Unfiltered. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered uh, remotely. Thanks for dialing in. Thank you. Um, obviously, the trend we've been seeing this season, folks dialing in, I think we're adapting as to many businesses are. Um, Jonathan, I always ask where folks are dialing in from, but I think people would appreciate where you were re- relocated to first and then where you're dialing in from because I think they'll appreciate the what I took as a dichotomy between two, two different places. Yeah, I, I think COVID's changed a lot of our our lives and um, it's changed mine quite a bit. I, I lived in New York for 22 years. I absolutely love New York. I'm still in love with it, but I, I use this whole era that we're in to um, make some big moves, both with the company and with my own personal life. I moved from New York to Montana. Um, I'm now, I have my daughter in school here, which is wonderful. I feel very lucky. I'm also able to get out into nature. I've been developing some new hobbies. Like um, I've been hiking a lot more. I started cross country skiing. And um, I've gone from horrible to pretty bad and I'm working my way up the ladder. That's good. Yeah, that's an improvement on the scale, I think. <laughs> and if you're going to do cross-country skiing, Montana feels like the right place for that. Do you, um, oh gosh. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. Do you, do you have any dogs? Do you have any pets? I don't. I love them. I wish I could. I have allergies instead. Oh, well, I feel like Montana is the perfect place to just let a dog loose, you know? Oh, and it feels like everybody has them around here. Yeah, it's dog heaven. I can imagine. Um, but <laughs> as much as, as I'd love to talk about Montana, I think we're here to talk about uh, Iron Paper uh, and, and, and specifically about, I think, uh, maybe some intention you've put into your org chart, some key hires that you've decided to make recently. And so what I'd love to, to dig into is Iron Paper's focus on adding more senior or more director type roles into the organization. And so I have a whole flurry of questions, but maybe the best place to start is why don't you give us the the context as to, okay, you were assessing an org chart, you identified this as a need, like how did you go about deciding the the future uh, for, for these types of roles at your agency? Yeah, that's, how, that's, that's a good question. I should probably start with, so I started the company about 17 years ago, and I've experimented with a lot of different business models, and I'm not going to say that one is definitively better than another. I think that's really crucial as a starting point. I, I, for what we're trying to accomplish with our clients and the kind of company I want to be leading and running and the value proposition that we're trying to create is this top-heavy model um, where we're putting more emphasis on senior leadership has become crucial for us. But I, but I want to be very clear, it's not for every agency out there. And um, you know, in 17 years, you get to make a lot of mistakes and you get to learn from them. And I think that's, that's what's helped us evolve. Um, and I didn't have it all figured out at once. 
Um, part of this current model that I've um, put together has been, you know, has come from client feedback. It's come from, um, you know, learning how to train and, and activate team members. And, and our goal longer term is to build a more performance driven culture. That's, that's our, that's our major goal. So we, um, we started, we, we, we've always had a, um, a, a director in charge of finance and hiring. Um, and more recently, we've invested in having a, a director in terms of operations, who's now a um, vice president of, of operations. But where we've been making a lot of inroads is to developing more client-facing senior leadership. And the idea here is that when a client comes and starts working with Iron Paper, they're going to be working with a senior leader, a marketing director, or an account director who can help um, find that that balance between strategy and execution, where there's a senior director who's able to roll up their sleeves and play it and, and, and be hands-on in the work uh, and, and, and both strike a balance between strategy and execution, but also the short-term and long-term investments in marketing, which are a constant challenge for companies, making a you know, decision between the two. Um, we found that by investing more in senior leadership, we've also been able to um, help support our team growth. I don't feel that bringing in leaders and, and building leadership roles in the, in the organization hurts other team members' growth paths. And in fact, I think as time goes on, um, Iron Paper as a whole is becoming more senior over time. Um, we're trying to develop growth paths for every role in the organization. And our, and our directors play a role in, in, in training, activation, providing candid feedback for the growth of our team members, um, helping to identify areas of improvement. Um, but they also critically play a role for our clients um, and they act as kind of a catalyst of growth for both sides in our, our team's growth and our clients' growth. I love that. Um, you mentioned growth paths and I think that's a perfect, or growth plans, career trajectory. I think that segues into my next question perfectly. And as we think about more senior leadership roles, as you identify the needs, is there a preference or an approach between internal candidates or external candidates? Uh, do you think about them both the same? Do you have preferences when trying to fill these roles? How do you approach it for, from an internal mobility perspective, if you will? It's a great point. I think both are vital. I think the internal moves have to come first. I mean, you have to identify and recognize the team members that you have and and their potential. Um, so we we see growth as coming from both internal, the team, the existing team, and how they can grow, um, as well as external. And then sometimes, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to team members, I spend a lot of time trying to get feedback and from the team. And sometimes I feel like a, in a lot of organizations, they'll make a hire from the outside and, and kind of fill in a leadership role, and that deprives someone who's in the team of that chance to grow. And for Iron Paper, I think our mission is to have an all-senior team in the future, to have everybody grow, and um, and to evolve our business model to support that. And, and increasingly over time, I think what our what our what our clients are um, benefiting from is they're getting more um, critical thinking. They're able to gain um, improved decisiveness, especially in the realm of marketing, which is crucial. Um, with greater seniority, you get a more holistic understanding of how a business works. Um, and um, I think one of the things that's done well is the kind of leaders that we've hired are naturally um, enthusiastic and they, they themselves need to grow. Um, 
they they want to learn. Um, one of the central tenets of Iron Paper for both our clients and our team is we're a learning culture. So if you're going to get a job with Iron Paper, if you're going to sign up and get on board, you have to be willing to to learn. And some of our new team members have even described it as, hey, you know, I joined Iron Paper and I realized it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. I've learned so much, and that's that's crucial to us. I love that, you know, and I and I and I, I need that for myself um, as well. So going back to the question of internal versus external hiring, I think they work in tandem. And I think it does change the way you you grow each role. Senior level leaders you hire from the outside, you have to ask yourself, well, how well are they gonna help in in um, my, my internal team development? Are they gonna provide coaching? Are they gonna be able to, to um, do skill assessment and do trainings? Are they gonna be able to work one-on-one -on -one and in a group context with our team and provide the support that the team number, members need to grow. And also I think, you know, there's always a, a, a need to, to identify when someone's ready for their next move. Um, and part of the way I do this is also, I get, I just create feedback loops. You know, I try to get feedback on how I'm performing, how I can improve. And I also try to make it very comfortable for people to want to get feedback and to desire betterment and self-betterment. So regardless of internal or external candidate, you always have to consider the impact on growth of the full team. And it's if there's an internal candidate that's truly ready, we wouldn't want to bring in an external candidate that maybe blocks that. But at the same time, you don't want to prematurely put somebody up into a position that they're not quite ready for. So I think that's a fair answer that you, you do consider both and both play a, a pivotal, pivotal role here. Um, one question for you, just a clarifying question. I think it would be helpful for folks to know how big is the team at Iron Paper? I think that'll be helpful to know. And then the follow-up question to that is you mentioned that a more top-heavy organization wouldn't be a net, like a fit for all agencies. What's a good? Is there a is there a, a thing to consider or a, a quick tip as to know? Actually, this might be better for for you or not. Like, is there a question they should ask or an introspective thing that they should be looking at? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll start with timing. For us, um, years ago, probably wasn't the right time to start to work towards this more um, senior and expertise-driven culture. Um, we just couldn't afford it, first of all. Um, our cost structure wasn't in place. Um, the kinds of clients we were bringing on, they had a different set of needs. They were very focused on production. They wanted to get things done and quicker. Um, I think today, a lot of our clients are more on the enterprise side, and they're looking for expertise. They're looking for advice. They want recommendations and strategy and insights, not just execution. And to Better than that, I think um, we've evolved into a place where the execution drives strategy and strategy drives up the execution. There's a feedback loop. But earlier, um, I don't feel like we were ready because one, we didn't have the cash flow in place. You know, and, and I and, and again, this is coming from a, a certain finance philosophy that I have. I'm I'm I don't have external funding. I don't have investors who are who aren't um, kind of giving us marching orders. Um, we we are continuously trying to use our cash flow to reinvest in the organization. And over the last number of years, I've been, I've been focused on incrementally investing more and more in our client practices, in our services. And so that's been a, that's been a, I guess a incremental transition for us over time. And it, and it's ongoing. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, sorry, just quick clarification. How big's the iron paper team? Oh yeah. Um, so we're 53 full-time team members. Um, we, for a long time pre-COVID, most of those team members were based in New York. I would say 
um, we've always um, we we we've had probably the marketing team were the largest, I guess, um, talent body in the company. But we also have a very large content team now, and so we've been expanding our design team, our content team, um, as well as uh, the breadth and depths of our skills in, on the marketing side. That's great. Uh, it's a sizable team. That's a lot of folks. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. Uh, you've talked a little bit about the impact on client experience. I think just more senior folks are going to have better business acumen. I think a more cohesive strategy. I think you mentioned the decision-making ability and the speed, right? So I, I think those those are all great, great points to make. The other side for more senior leadership positions is, and I can imagine for, you know, depending on the folks listening or tuning in, that hiring senior roles that aren't directly correlated to billable hours is a little scary. And so you mentioned that obviously I think you have a director of hiring or onboarding and there's a director in a financial role. How do you know when it's time to, to steer away from, all right, well, this person has to, you know, be, this is billable hours first, everything else second. How, how do you get to a place where you can make those types of hires? Yeah. So it started on an individual level with everybody in the company. We don't, we aren't looking to maximize the productivity of our team. Um, so if, you know, if a person could work 160 hours a month or, you know, give or take, um, we're not looking for them to bill at their full capacity. Actually, we try to carve out at least, you know, 40 hours every month for continual learning. And that was one of our stair steps into um, being able to, to work more and more in, in, in investing in ourselves. I found that um, with time, we were kind of like the cobbler's children who have no shoes. And it bothered me. It really bothered me. I mean, I always cared about marketing. We had, we, we, we have always generated our own leads. We've already always focused on creating great content and on having a, a presence in search and in, in, in marketing for ourselves. But I, I wanted to um, really push the boundaries on that and make bigger investments. Um, so yes, having a, a senior person that leads finance, having a senior person that leads hiring and, and ensures we bring in the right people um, recently, we've I, I, made, I made a promotion where we have now a, a vice president of operations, and bringing her on was crucial. Um, we spent most of last year, 2020, investing in improving operations, like improving our workflow management, making making sure our teams aren't just going down this path where they're doing more volume, but they're but they're um, they're focusing on quality. We've even run experiments where. We would cut down the amount of work we would do with certain clients, but instead reinvest those hours back into the work that they are doing, doing less things, but at a higher quality and looking at what is the net effect of that. Did you um, get so any a lot of results on that? What was the net effect? Yeah, it's, it's clear. Um, we're going that direction with, our, with, with all of our clients. Do fewer things better um, in a kind of in a general sense? Yeah. Or had a higher quality. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like a, one of those traps in the world of marketing is this desire to do more stuff. You know, produce more, make more, throw more things at the wall, and hope it all sticks. But you know, I think with um, tools like HubSpot and analytics and and the kind of foundation that you can put in place with marketing, you can get a better sense of what is working and what is not. And um, and that's that's also propelled our desire to to kind of go more senior in the company. More recently, we we made a a, a major new move and we hired a dedicated full time growth director to focus and treat Iron Paper as a client who um, looks at, you know, how are we doing with marketing and in sales and, and, and content, which is a central piece for us. Um, and I felt like 
it, we didn't, this, this wasn't like a business decision that I made just one night. We, you know, one of the things that I tend to do, and I think it has to do with the fact that I've had this company for a very long time is I, I look at, can I make faster decisions, but more incrementally rather than just going out and making some big decision? Can I test it first? Can I try it in a smaller scale? So what I would do is I would run, I would take a role um, and we have another role we'll called a growth manager where um, we would devote someone a certain measure of someone's time to working on iron paper versus client work. And we would see how that worked out. Did it like treat iron paper as a client under their, uh, yeah. Yep. List of accounts. And exactly. And so I was able to pull together a team of people that, that cared deeply about iron paper's growth. Um, for, and we, and we, we built a growth team for iron paper, just like our own clients. You know, and, and on, on our growth team, we were talking about sales, we're talking about marketing concepts, we're talking about content we should be creating, um, case studies. We're also talking about some of the, um, you know, some of the, the tests that we're running and practices that we're experimenting with. Um, and more recently, we, we went um, to a much bigger level and we hired a full-time growth director. And so she is um, hands-on in creating content, helping um, to look at PR, sales, um, but all of the team members are aligned under a working philosophy and methodology. They're not kind of running off in different directions. Part of when we meet each week, we're talking about direction. What, you know, what is our North Star? What, is we, what are we really going after? I was going to ask, what's the, what's the methodology that aligns the team? Yeah. So part of the, also a benefit of having a company for 17 years is I've been able to try a lot of things with clients. And we've, we've distilled that into our own growth methodology. It's not dogmatic. It's, it's more of a working philosophy to guide the decisions you have to make day in, day out in marketing. Um, for example, we, um, you know, we know that there's so much data available in marketing, yet there can be so much noise. So how do we cut through that clutter? Um, with our teams, we're encouraging them to focus on a single metric, qualified leads. You know, and, 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 and also get, once you, once you can start to generate a good volume of qualified leads, um, how can we better understand the needs of those buyers, go deeper into their problem sets, go deeper into the challenges of their industry and get to know the buyer on a, on a more fundamental level. And that's how we challenge ourselves. And we do this both for iron paper in the context of a growth team. And we also do that with the growth teams of our clients. It sounds like there's just a general theme here of refinement, right? And, and spend more time doing fewer things uh, with better performance, whatever that singular KPI might be, et cetera. But I'm, I'm sensing a trend here. Yeah, I mean, I also think I can always do better. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I think we've, we've done really well, especially considering what we've, what we've had to, you know, um, what all of us have had to go through with in 2020 with COVID and the pandemic and all the, of the, um, the chaos that it's, that has ensued. But um, I, I always feel like I can do better and it's, it's, it, I don't, I don't mean it in a way that's always haunting me, but I, but I'm, I'm trying to encourage that in my teams, um, also in the company. It's part, it's part of our kind of working philosophy. That's great. Um, quick, quick question. I don't want, I don't know if this is a veer, uh, or veer off the path here, but you mentioned, I think it was 40 hours or 25% of time you want to dedicate to development and learning. And so, you know, you're speaking to the choir here. You know, I can't work at HubSpot Academy unless I agree with that sentiment. Are there any recommendations you have where you point people, and this isn't a plug, maybe anything that that isn't HubSpot Academy, but is there anything, anywhere you point folks or any recommendations you have 
for folks to check out for upskilling, development, um, skill development, growth, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, one thing that we've, we do is we do buy a lot of physical books. I think it's nice to get away from the screen and just read books. And I would always put that at the top of the list. Um, you know, I, even for myself, I spent a lot of time reading newspapers and magazines and I just, and I had this desire to go longer form and go deeper into a subject. And so I'm a, I'm a big reader. That's, that's probably the number one for me. Number two is my teams all will always talk about how they're hands-on learners. So practicing is um, a major part of how we grow. Um, we have test instances of different software we use. We will um, do a lot of in-person trainings in the agency, um, besides sending them and mailing them books. Um, also, yes, we use the HubSpot Academy quite a bit. Certifications have been big. So when um, for a long time, we would, we would require new team members to gain six certifications in their first year through the HubSpot Academy. And, um, and in now, of course, we're, 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 we are um, trying to create more diversity in the ways that people learn in the company. Um, you know, for example, now that the fact that we've invested more in senior leadership, they're doing more trainings. They're they're directly involved in coaching. Coaching has been powerful for like they for facilitate to... trainings for the more junior yep. staff. Yep, yep. I just got out of before this call um, earlier today. I got out of a training that one of the directors was were leading on um, on Google Ads, and and it's a great forum for insights. The other thing is. Um, Inside of Iron Paper, we try to encourage um, for every team member to be part of strategy and bring ideas to the table. So you'll have trainings from all from coming from all angles in the in the organization. You'll have um, growth specialists doing trainings or digital marketers running trainings. You'll have a lot of coaching and support between team members. Um, there's there's also support across teams who aren't working on the same clients, where there's a knowledge share between one client and another, and that's been something went helpful. well for client A. The team that manages client B should be made privy to, to a particular strategy tactic. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the other thing I, th I think is also just analyzing what you didn't do well and, and talking openly about it, not having a fear of failure, but just simply talking openly and examining what we could do better. Um, and I think that that's, a, that's, that's powerful in the world of marketing and in sales. Um, and hopefully that eventually turns failures into smaller things that you can recognize quicker. And they don't become fundamental, but they but they kind of fuel this desire to learn and get better. That's great, uh, Jonathan. I only have one or two questions. I know, we're, I know we're coming up on time, but just to wrap back on senior leaders and finding senior leaders to join the team. So maybe we'll focus on uh, external candidates that you consider. I I don't want to assume, but I can imagine that those roles are going to see fewer candidates come through. They're going to be higher or harder positions to fill. What do you guys, do you have anything that you put into place to make sure that you're building a great cohort of candidates? Are there things that you look for that you love to see in resumes? Like how do you source and hire candidates for their senior positions? Again, assuming that they're probably tougher to fill and candidates are probably harder to find for them. Yeah. I mean, we do, we, we talk openly about um, how both the process in which we take to hire and the kinds of questions we ask. We ask a lot of like probing and investigative questions when we hire we, we put all team members entering the marketing team through a marketing test. Um, and we also have an additional set of questions for leadership that are scenario-based. Um, and, and those help us kind of create a benchmark in terms of hard skills and the ways that a leader would approach a certain type of problem that's common to our clients. Um, we also have a, we have a great hiring director who oversees the hiring process. Um, even though there may be others involved, uh, maybe even spearhead certain conversations with 
with hiring senior leadership. I also found that um, when I'm doing interviews, I like to understand like what is triggering that desire for change. And when someone applies to us, like why, what are they seeking? And I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to treat that question as just another default interview question. I really want to understand it. I'm finding that one, a lot of, there are a lot of leaders out there that feel like they're in just so many meetings. They never get anything done that's meaningful, right? Um, two, they're, they have such pressure on them that it almost stymies progress. They want to feel creative again. They want to, um, they want to be able to both be creative and analytical. They don't want to have to choose between the two. And those two things become that part of that feedback loop that I described earlier. So we're, we're both hearing and learning from the candidates that apply in evolving our practice of hiring. Um, while at the same time, we're, we're redefining the role that our senior leadership can take in the company. For example, we started to shift and, and have them play a more concentrated hands-on role with clients. You know, we want to give them time to make sure that they're in the data, in the analytics themselves, not just kind of managing from afar. Um, and that's inspirational to the team. Is It's also helpful for the team and in, in how they coach the team to grow inside of Iron Paper. That's great. Yeah, I think that makes a, a ton of sense. Um, you mentioned that, well, what's the, what's the, the trigger here for change? Is there any... Is there any other question that you find most valuable or insightful in the interview process? What's like your, your what's the golden question that, that you like to ask? Gosh, I, I, you know, it's funny. We have a quite a few golden questions. I think there's a great starting point that I'd love to begin with, which is, um, you know, like you, like you mentioned, what is triggering this change for you? Like, what are you actually looking for? And what I'll find is oftentimes the responses I get require follow-up and like just getting the, the initial answer out is, okay, but you need to dig into it a bit. And sometimes people will eliminate themselves right away because what they're looking for, they can actually find in their current company. So why make the change? Why, why switch gears? You know, if you can fix the problem that exists in your current company, you know, why, why, why leave? So, but for the most part, a lot of people do, they, 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 they want a cultural change. And that's, that's one of the main things that they're, that, that's attracting them to iron paper. Um, they want to be part of a team. They want a peer group. They don't want. They want a peer group that's also a peer group of leaders that can challenge them and, and, and push them to become their better self. You know, a stronger marketer, a stronger sales leader. Um, and so that's 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 something that we've we've had to emphasize to a greater degree in the company. Um, for example, every Tuesday we have a meeting that's dedicated to director level trainings, where just the directors are sharing tidbits and insights, and I'll lead a training or another director will. That's the one I came off of today. And those are ins inspirational. We do those with the teams too. That's a great point. I think it's just a, a, a great rule of thumb, regardless of business or industry, but even your senior leaders need their share of, of development and growth opportunities as well. That's I mean, good, I do. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, everyone knows I definitely do. So yeah, you're spot yeah. on. Um, I'm like you. I mean, if I'm not, if I'm not learning and growing, I, I don't, it, I, I really feel like it's critical to human happiness. You know, like the, like learning something is so fundamental to being happy in life, you know? And that's become, you know, something that I, that I pursue. And it's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do. I get to learn a lot. Yeah. You know, John, that's a, that's a pretty good place to wrap. So I only have one final question for you. We end every episode with this question. Uh, what would you say is the weirdest part of agency life? <laughs> I think it's the fact that um, you, there are all these different companies that come to you 
these are little ecosystems where there's personalities and culture and challenges and, and fears and desires. And you have this moment to enter these 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 little these ecosystems and get to know these these um, kind of remarkable people who are who are getting up every day and you know fighting the good fight. Um, and and I, I I think it's what's what's so strange about it is um, sometimes you get to you have to have the opportunity to go into their world and really help them achieve you know growth and and help them achieve their vision. Sometimes it's just a passing conversation, but you get exposed to just so much insight and data. But at the same time, um, it's it's it can it can be like driving 125 miles per hour down the highway, you know. And it's it's a wonderful experience. It's I, it's it's probably not for everybody, but going back to learning, that's why I do it. Yeah, you know what? I would say that's a that's a great answer. It's almost like you had it ready. That was perfect. That was a great answer. <laughs> I winged it. <laughs> yeah, as most folks do. But that was a good answer. You know, uh, Jonathan, I know we're we're right at time here, so I really do appreciate you dialing in. Uh, this has been super insightful for me. It's been a great chat. So thanks again for, for jumping in. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, for folks tuning in, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.